Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? This is Ben Biddick, your host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with Adam Greenberg. On November 15th, 2017, I had the absolute honor and privilege of speaking with Renee Parks, who is known on Instagram as Resilient Renee. Renee took precious time out of her schedule to meet me at Foremost CrossFit in Madison, Wisconsin. Katie and James Isley, the owners of the gym, welcomed us there so that I could help Renee document her battle against cancer. On November 15, she had 32 more days of chemotherapy to go. During the chemotherapy treatments, Renee has dedicated herself to doing five to 10 minutes of exercise every day and posting her journey on Instagram. She writes on her Instagram account that her passion to keep moving is greater than her fear that she cannot. She is a warrior who fought through fatigue and chemotherapy symptoms to document her journey on the Get Up Nation podcast. During a charity event in her honor, involving foremost CrossFit and bullet point competitions, she discovered that her perseverance in exercising each day in defiance of cancer and chemotherapy symptoms served as powerful inspiration for others. Here, she offers her life and her commitment to fitness as inspiration to all of us to keep fighting, to make the most of each moment and value what's truly important. Please follow her on Instagram, send her encouragement and tell her how she is positively impacting you as you face your challenges. Here she is. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> good, good. good. Now, obviously, fitness is important to you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about how you developed such a passion for physical fitness um, that you would continue to exercise even while enduring chemotherapy treatments? Well, fitness has always been my um, outlet in life. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm going through something good, something bad, just everyday struggles, the mental and physical aspect of just doing fitness, whether it be running, um, CrossFit is my passion, uh, weightlift, Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting. I've always found that for that one or two hours a day that I can get, I can just release myself from everything else that's bothering me in the world or the challenges that I'm faced every day. Um, fitness has always been an outlet for me, so I enjoy doing it for that um, for that aspect. And I have been involved in fitness since since my high school days, mm-hmm. uh, so I just continued on that path my whole my whole life. So, um, like I said, it it's just something that has always brought joy to me, and mm-hmm. I like to do it. So, when were you diagnosed? I was I was actually diagnosed on July third of this year, July. which. Okay. It was crazy because it was the first day of my vac- summer vacation. So, okay. yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't look at it as a bad thing. I look at it as it was good because I was, I got the, the results, the diagnosis, and I could take I had some time, two weeks to, 
Oh, I see. To ingest it all before sure. I had to go back to work. So yeah, I was. I felt that that you know it came at that time for <laughs> a reason. So. Yeah. Um, if you'd like, would you share your diagnosis or tell us more about what led up to being diagnosed? Well, what led up to be diagnosed is. Uh, uh, it actually stems back to almost a year ago. I was living in Florida at the time. Mm -hmm. I spent a little bit of time there. Um, and I just wasn't feeling my, my normal self. I was extremely exhausted. I was sleeping a lot. Um, I was having muscle soreness, joint pain. Um, my energy levels had deteriorated. I needed more sleep than I normally do. Um, so I had went in to see a doctor and they just said, oh, it's, it's probably nothing. Just try to get more sleep. Um, you've had a lot of change in your life. Um, just, you know, try to get more sleep and come back and see us mm -hmm. again. Um, so I just didn't think about anything for, you know, a while. And uh, I ended up moving back to Madison, to, to Wisconsin. I'm originally from Wisconsin. I moved back to Wisconsin mm -hmm. in um, December of last year, December, January-ish, and um, I happened to, one day I just, I was in severe, severe pain, um, something that I'd, I'd never experienced pain that I couldn't deal with before, mm -hmm. so I had a lot of pain, a lot of the muscle joints and aches more than even before, and um, I went in to see a doctor up here in Madison, and that was, that was in February, um, because I was having such a struggle with getting to work, mm -hmm. being at work, and then getting through my days at work, mm -hmm. and then let alone getting a workout in, which, like I said earlier, right. workout, working out, exercise, physical activity is always something that's been easy for me. Mm -hmm. So when that became a struggle, I thought, oh, so something's not right. Um, the doctor that I saw told me same thing the other doctor said that uh, while you're getting older your body needs you know more time to recover maybe you should get more sleep and he basically just to get a new job <laughs> oh, okay. which was I see you can't just yeah. quit a job right so that was uh, a little discouraging but I didn't um, I didn't stop there I went to see my OBG and I asked her I said well you know I have this little legion in my in my breast hmm. And she said, uh, she checked it, she's like, I think this is just scar tissue from something that I had removed in 2010. Mm -hmm. So there again, I, there was a roadblock and I kept telling these doctors, mm -hmm. something's, something's wrong, something's mm -hmm. not right. Um, she ended up sending me to an internal medicine doctor because we did some tests that all my blood work came back normal, except it showed that I had Lyme's disease. Hmm. So that's... Hmm. Um, that's what they thought it could be caused from. Okay. So then I got sent to an internal medicine doctor, but they didn't think it was Lyme's. Hmm. So they sent me for nerve conductivity tests, um, um, other nerve and muscle tests. They tested me for lupus. They tested me for arthritis. They tested me for, they did more blood work. Everything came back hmm. normal. Okay. <laughs> frustrating. So very, yeah. very, very yeah. frustrating. So now we're like six months into sure. this and I'm still telling doctors yeah. something's not right. Something's not right. I see. Um, but they put me on doxycycline, which is uh, used to treat limes. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it was just the effect 
that my mind had on it. Um, I kind of felt a little, little bit better, okay. not 100%, mm-hmm. but um, I did feel a little bit better, so uh, I didn't do anything at that point. But then again, in a, about a month, you know, the fatigue really started to set in. Mm-hmm. Workouts were extremely hard to get through, and um, I decided to go see somebody again. I, this, this lump wasn't changing in my breast. Mm-hmm. I went in, made an appointment. I said that I want to get in for a mammogram. I'm like, well, we have to schedule you for an appointment. You can't just come in and get one. So, you know, that was going to be like a month, uh-huh. month wait. And I'm like, I can't wait that long. Yeah. I said, there's right. something that I need to, so something yeah. that I need to get checked out. Uh, so they got me in. Within ten days, I was seen, and she had me in go. She had me go in for. Um, uh, MRI and a ultrasound because she thought it was something. The doctor that was looking at the ultrasound said that he saw something that looked a little questionable, mm-hmm. but he didn't think it was anything, but they were going to biopsy it anyway. Okay. And that's what led to, he took five um, samples and it took quite a while for the um, diagnosis to come back because they had to do additional testing once they found out it was cancer. I see. Um, and then it was HER2 positive, and then progesterone and estrogen positive cancer. Okay. So it was just, thank, thanks to that one doctor who, he just, mm-hmm. he said, there's something that wasn't quite right on my ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't even think it was cancer. He didn't, hmm. think it, he, he didn't think it was anything, but thank God he, yeah. he um, thank God he thought to just biopsy it anyway sure. because I would still be struggling if it mm. was not for him. So yeah, I don't have any family history of cancers. Um, I've been healthy my whole life. Uh, growing up, I've eaten healthy mm-hmm. and uh, lived on a farm. Mm-hmm. We had our own vegetables. We had our own you know, chickens and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Uh, got the beef from local, mm. local people. So it's, I didn't, I wasn't used of a diet with, um, you know, a bunch of crap in it. Sure, so, sure, yeah. So, yeah. overall, a healthy person my whole life, and cancer didn't run in my family. So, huh. I'm that percentile, that seven percentile, that it just happens. I see. For those who are listening, who are interested in serving or helping people that are dealing with cancer, what would you like them to know from your perspective? From my perspective, I would just like them to know that when you have something like this, it really helps to have your family Mm -hmm. and friends and the support of them around you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if, you know, it's a simple, you know, text message, hey, how you doing today? Mm -hmm. Or a phone call or just, you know, an emoji or something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a lot. If you don't know what to say, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say anything at all. Just knowing that they're there um, that has helped me through this a lot Um, my friends and family you know we kind of sometimes forget to just make that daily contact with people that are important in our lives and going through this process it really has um, opened my eyes to take the extra time even from my standpoint to call somebody or send a message or say how are you doing today and and that, um, so just the support from other people is, is, I would say, the emotional support is the most 
the best thing that has um, helped me. I see. And once diagnosed, how did you develop your mindset of resilience? I've kind of been like that my whole life. Yeah. So I've been the type of person to, you know, always just tackle something if it gets in my way. Yeah. You know, yeah. get over the, you know, get over the bridge, find mm-hmm. a way, mm-hmm. find a way to do it. And I try to lead my life fearlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting the diagnosis and um, just, you know, facing it as I'm going to overcome this mm-hmm. is the only way that I knew how to accept it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> because, Great. There, you know, there, there is a point when you get the diagnosis and you go through everything and then it really sinks in and it really hits you. And when you hear, when you hear about cancer, nobody ever tells you you have it forever. So that was something that I really had to deal with. It was something that, this is something that I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. It's, hmm. it's not just a broken bone that's going to heal. It's sure. not just a cough that's going to go away. It's not just a torn or a pulled muscle that mm-hmm. is going to heal. This is something that I'll be battling my whole life until they find a cure. I see. So my, the only way I know how to deal with it is just get out there and fight it with everything that I have. Fight Great. it. Fight it with my mind and my body mm-hmm. um, and that's that's incorporating exercise in with that has helped so good good where do you find the most support comfort and strength where I find the most support first and foremost for my husband yeah, yeah. and then um, of course for my family my mm-hmm. other family and friends my oh, husband cool. has been great through Good. this whole ordeal great. he takes care of he takes care of a lot of things honestly if I didn't have him I <laughs> I don't know what I would do he takes care of a lot of the you know making sure our bills are up to date mm-hmm. the, um, the financial aspects of it my like anything to do with the doctors the prescriptions mm-hmm. he's always there with my um, with the doctors every step of the way because he wants to know and he under he can he remembers it a lot better than I do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Sure. I've I kind of they call it chemo brain. Mm-hmm. Kind of forget forget and you lose track of stuff. But um, he's there. He's been great with the whole process. He's been very strong throughout the whole thing. Comes with me to all my treatments. Great. Um, great. So it's been great, and my family's been great too. You know they they call and. They help me in any way they can. Um, my parents live uh, about two and a half hours north of here, and they've been down to visit me throughout this whole thing. And um, them being in their seventies, uh, mm-hmm. not you know not easy on them. So I, I really appreciate that they they do that, and it means yeah. a lot to me. So just the support from everybody, and I have one um, niece that. Uh, she's a senior in high school. <clears throat> excuse me. She's a senior in high school, and she always, always sends me a little mess. Her, you know, Snapchat is a thing for oh, these sure. teenagers now. <laughs> so she always sends me messages. You know, she misses me and she loves me, and Great. so that that means a lot. And then you know, just the support from my friends, whether they are in CrossFit, whether they're work work friends mm-hmm. or friends I've met outside of those two aspects of my life. It's I've had this love and support of them, Great. and it's Good. it's just awesome. And then what led to you 
uh, wanting to document your journey on Instagram. What led to that is, so the gym we're at today, Foreman's CrossFit, mm -hmm. they decided to have an event called Respect the Rack. What it is, is it's a foundation that was created by bullet point competitions, um, raise money for a charity or a person in the community. So the idea was to get something going for the community that you know the gym can host, that can get the CrossFit community together um, to help help that charity organization. So the gym where today foremost CrossFit had the event to benefit me. I greatly appreciated. Um, they raised money based on how much weight was lifted in 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So what they did was um, they had barbell set up um, anywhere from the empty barbell, 45 pounds, to I believe it was 225 pounds. And in half an hour, however much weight was lifted, people could pledge like a oh, runathon, you know, yeah. penny a pound, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So they decided to have that event here. And while I was here, I, I came here that day and I participated in it. Great. And somebody said to me, You're such an inspiration that Absolutely. you're working out through this. Absolutely. Through this. And it was right around that time when I thought, hey, you know what? I can, you know, maybe help help other people through this. So I decided to document everything on Instagram and whether well, I'm helping myself and helping other people too. And that's, I've always been one to want to help other people. In, in them having the event to benefit me and for, for them to have that, for me to be able to give back and hopefully inspire others. Maybe they're going through something hard in their life, a, a different kind of challenge. It's not cancer, but whatever it may be, if I can inspire them, you know, just that life, live life for today. Yeah, when I saw your account, I was, I was moved by it. It's, it's, it was <laughs> so you, motivating. I really appreciate you taking time because um, I think that what I you're doing, doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, I think what you're doing is extremely inspirational, and I think it's going to really help a lot of people. I mean, I yeah. hope it does because it's it's my way of right now. It's my mm -hmm. way of giving back, and mm -hmm. and during this whole process, it's it's um, I don't know, it's it's hard for me sometimes to receive the help because sure. before this, I was always someone doing the runs, you know, participating in the fundraising events, mm -hmm. going on the runs, uh, doing individual fundraising. Sure. I was always, I always loved doing that. I had a passion for that. And now to be on the receiving end of that is, hmm. is hard to receive when, sure. when you're, it's hard to sometimes receive that. It's uncomfortable. Do you have any guidance, advice, or wisdom for those who are diagnosed with cancer today? There's a lot that you could tell somebody, but I would, what I would say is take the time to accept the diagnosis and ingest it and let people who want to help you, help you. Don't close yourself off because it will be something that you need family and friends around you to get through. So just let everybody in that that wants to help you because it, it, it is a challenge mm -hmm. but you don't have to do it alone mm -hmm. there's always somebody out there that is willing to help in wow. many many ways so you never have to go through it alone wow. there's there's support groups um, mm -hmm. doctors your fa of course your family and friends just don't shut people out mm -hmm. let them in and 
let, let them take the journey with you because it's your life and they're meant to be there. Is there anything that you want to share that you want to make sure people know about your journey? Just live for today. Mm -hmm. um, tomorrow's not promised. Mm -hmm. So live for today and go out there and take life by the horns and right. get after it. And yeah. find something you like to do and do it. And, you know, don't, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till tomorrow to do things. Because through my diagnosis and before my diagnosis, I was given opportunities our opportunities came across me and some of them I didn't do and some of them I did and if I hadn't done some of those opportunities in the past I wouldn't be able to now so I'm thankful that I was given the chance to do some of those things and um, you know make the decision just don't be afraid and um, think life's going to get uncomfortable at times and I would say just, you know, get used to being uncomfortable because mm. being uncomfortable is how we eventually get to be comfortable. So. For those that want to support you in your battle, what are some specific things that they can do for you? Well, I think, like I said earlier, just being there. Just, mm -hmm. you, you know, simple, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Mm -hmm. A text, an emoji. Mm -hmm. um, people just taking the time out to say I'm thinking of you. Mm. It, you know, just to know that they're there. They're there okay. and that they care. Okay. That's that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing that oh. I know some people don't always know what to say and that's mm -hmm. okay. You don't have to say anything. Hmm. Just a simple, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's the greatest thing on somebody. As easy as a like yeah. on your videos. Oh, yeah. Right. And that too, you know, easy. Hmm. It is easy as a like, you know, even just a comment. I've had, you know, people comment or you know, a private message me, you, know, mm -hmm. you, you inspire me, and for me, if, you know, to inspire somebody when I'm only doing such, I'm, I feel like I'm doing just a tiny little bit of what I normally could do, that's, that's pushing me to keep going, yeah. even yeah. the days that I have no energy and I want to mm -hmm. stay in bed all day, I have to get out of bed, and you know, I dedicated myself to uh, documenting my journey, which like I said, I'm doing it all the way through chemo, and hopefully I'll be able to keep doing it after that, and we'll see the next process, which is the surgery process. So. Okay, okay. So. All right. And for those who want to send you encouragement, how would you prefer to be contacted? Through Instagram? Or? Yeah, through Instagram. Okay. And then is there anything that, um, that Get Up Nation can do to help support and encourage your family, your husband? Um, I think just having this... Okay. Having the opportunity to tell my story mm -hmm. um, is, I think he appreciates that. He appreciates everything that everybody okay. does. I know, just, you know, people just reaching out is the biggest thing. So I always end the show with six questions. Um, I just kind of rapid fire right through them and don't take okay. too much time to think. Just fire Perfect. away. Okay. Perfect. All right. What are you thankful for today? Uh, what I'm thankful for today the most are, of course, my family and friends. Mm -hmm. They and my husband. That kind of leads into my next question was, who are you thankful for? And that, I guess we covered that. Okay, we covered that. <laughs> How do you fuel the fire within you? From the, motiv the, the positivity and motivation from, you know, everybody around me. Hmm. So, yeah, I like, I like to have all, all, everybody around me and just little things about everybody. They, get, they keep me going. Great, yeah. great. What was one thing that adversity has taught you to value? 
Oh boy, one thing that adversity taught me to value is my physical ability and my health. Um, I would say that before my diagnosis, I, I worked out anywhere from one to two hours a day, and I was able to give her no problems, you know, get through everything. And now it's very hard. Um, I have to slow down shorter workouts. Even walking my dogs is challenging some days. So it's really taught me to value the health that I do have and not take that for granted. And that I can't do, I, even though I can't do what I used to be able to do, I still can do a little. So yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Great. And then what are you doing today that you never thought you could? Talking with you. <laughs> and honestly, that is, that is a truth because I'm very shy when it comes to opening up about myself. Um, so that would, I would say about myself and my story or personal things about myself. So, yeah. And then what will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? Keep fighting this cancer. I, yeah. you know, you never think you never think you're the one that you're. You'll be the one to get it. So, um, just uh, I never thought I'd be, you know, fighting day by day. Yeah, appreciate you taking up time to meet with me. Well, thanks for having me. To share your story. Having a successful life, in my opinion, has nothing to do with how much money you make, what kind of car you drive, anything like that. It's what you're talking about. It's those those friends, that family, that connection, and that inspiration to live life valiantly, to make the most of every moment. And certainly you embody that so much, and I am just thankful, and I have gratitude that you have come here to share this. Mm -hmm.